Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast, episode number 162. Coming up on this episode, the Leafs Open training camp for the 2023-24 season. Mitch Marner says all the new guys bring out a little piss and vinegar. Sheldon Keith plans to start Nylander at center. I don't know about that. We'll look at the line combos from day one at camp. All this and more coming up on episode 162 of the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. Tree Living said on opening day, Chad, that he wished he didn't use the word snot to describe how he wants the team to play. Well, I'm glad he did. I don't understand that because I thought it was absolutely perfect thing to say, but it, he said it took on a life of its own. That's what he said. But Marner immediately follows it up with his little presser on day one. And he says he loves that this team added, like you just said, a little piss and vinegar. And I love that. Here we go. 162 of the Tip In Maple Leafs podcast. Let's hit the intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast. I'm Chad. I'm Dale. And uh, how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Dale? Yeah, I'm fine, man. All good. All did good. you watch all the stuff today? All the all the press conferences? Um, I did yesterday. Today, they just kind of put out one big video of it. Um, I just combed through it. There wasn't, I mean, was there any standout there for you? Uh, no, it's always so much cliche shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Steve Simmons tried to stir the pot a little bit, asking John Tavares about Mike Babcock. I'm like, like why? What? You think he's gonna give you an answer? But he's always got to get he's always got to get his dick in there, stirring it. I can't believe that Steve Simmons is still allowed to attend these pressers. I can't believe I it. You know, none of them wanna like. Come on, dude. Like, it's just every time I hear Simmons' voice, like, you know who it is immediately asking the question. Oh, I know. He has like, just, such a distinct voice. I'm just like, here we go. Here we go. This guy again. He just can't help himself. Just cannot no. help himself with, like, ever he since. Basically, the... he, like, all the Mike Babcock stuff going around, he basically, if you didn't see it, he asked John Tavares. He said, you know, you, you chose to come to Toronto and Mike Babcock had a big helping in bringing you to Toronto. What do you think? What's your relationship with him? And what do you think about the story that's going on in Columbus? Like, why would the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs chime in on what's going on with the Columbus Blue Jackets? Just because whatever, five years ago, Mike Babcock coached the Leafs yeah, and helped management try to get John Tavares signed here. Yeah, like no. he's not going to answer that. No, it was so stupid. Not. I'm like, you're just looking for some shit, man. Of course not. No, it's it's crazy. But didn't, uh, love, it. didn't love it, Steve. Nope. Anyway, uh, are you going to do the socials or, or or what? I'll do them at the end. Okay. So uh, look, guys, we'll get right into it here, I guess, with uh, Leafs Open training camp for the yeah, 2023 man. 2024 season. So, you know. Today was the first on-ice day. I've got some potential line combinations and all that to get into. We'll just do a quick little one here, you know. Um, but I don't know. Like, 
not a lot to take from day one, which was technically yesterday. They had the golf tournament on Monday. They had their physicals and some media availability on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we're doing this Wednesday night on ice today for the first time. But um, yeah. So one thing to note was that Tree Living came out and he said that our boy, Bobby McMahon, still a lingering injury from last season that is preventing him from not attending camp he's there but they're in they're in three they're split up into three yeah. groups group one two and three he's going to be particip participating in group three do you know what that in like i don't recall what exactly happened to him but it must no. have been something not good if it's still affecting him now yeah tree living i don't know what the injury was but tree living just described it as lingering and he didn't say that he's not partaking he said he's he not ready to start with the well, he said he can't um he can't partake in full. Okay. But he's still doing some stuff, probably no contact and different things like that. But he's there. Yeah, okay. And he's still uh like he probably did the physical of what he could and Yeah. Like, so well, he's I... gotta be close, but because it's from last season, yeah. I mean, Jesus. I know. And he like he didn't play in the playoffs and he missed games down the stretch and whatever, but like for a while there he was well, he was in and out, but he was in. But anyway, a couple other things. Gotta be a groin. Well, you would think, right? Speaking of groin, now Matt Murray, Tree Living says, will be having injury or will be having surgery this week to correct some type of injury. He would not disclose it. I'm sure. What, what do you think? Like hernia, something maybe potentially? It's hard to guess, but uh, like just um, quickly, I just Bobby McMahon. It's it's a knee injury. Okay, a knee injury. I okay. was going to say knee, but I wanted to double check because you don't want to get your information wrong. So, no, you don't want to get it wrong. So it's very interesting that Murray, Murdoch, will be having some type of uh, surgery this week. This week, yeah. Tree Living didn't go into, you know, explain what it was, but he said that it's months worth of recovery for this. So, like, I mean, we're not going to yeah. see Matt Murray again. There's oh, just no. no way. But he, uh, he, said he's out, he said he's done for the year. Anyway, so is that the last we're ever going to talk about Murray on this podcast? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I think it's the last we'll talk about him. As a Toronto Maple Leaf. Probably, probably. He did, Tree Living did not rule out that potentially, depending on what happened here, you there could be a Murray sighting, just like Hutch back I in know. the day. There could be a Murray sighting somewhere in the new year, but it's pretty far-fetched for me at this point. Last thing Tree Living said about injuries, no surprise here, Jake Muzzin, basically done. Like, cannot participate and, like, would you not expect a retirement uh, announcement by Muzzin in, like in the near future? This guy's one concussion away from like, yeah, it's not, he's done, right? Like he can't, unfortunately Jake can't play, which is very unfortunate because I would like the look at that back end a lot better if Muzz was back. Oh man. I would love Jake Muzzin on that back end. Yeah. I, that's what I think. He glossed over it so quickly too. eh? Yeah. Like almost like we should all just know that it's coming. Like he's just like, uh, first things first, Jake Muzzin won't, won't be participating this year. Like just boom, get it out of the way. Wasn't it like several concussions in a row, like very quickly last season? Yeah. But the season before that, he had concussion issues. It's like you can't you can't continue no. to get concussions and continue to play. You just can't do it. No. We talked about it a lot on last year on our old podcast. Remember, there was all the the players like Mitch Marner came out and said, like he's gotta he's gotta put his life first and his family. Hundred percent. Like it. They didn't come out and say it, but when your when your teammates are saying stuff like that, it's serious stuff. And he does like he has small kids, he has a wife. You got to put that stuff first. Uh, 
and one bang to the head could probably really, really do some damage, some long-term damage. So for sure. So other than that, I mean, not a lot of uh, crazy things being said around camp. I guess um, I don't know. Like he did walk back the snot comment, which I thought was really funny. Like he's like, oh, I didn't think it was going to take on a life of its own. Like he all summer long, he heard everyone was like, oh, he wants the least to play like snot, but. Or play with snot. Play yeah, with snot. play with a little snot. So he's like, I wish I didn't say that, but I love, like All you right. said, I I love that he said. Yeah, it, but, I think uh, he. I, I I would dive into it head first if I was him. I would use it in every press conference. You know, same here. He he basically is. I'd be like Steve Simmons. Is. That was a little bit of a snot question right there. Snotty questions. Jesus. Team mascot, new dog in the room snats snats <laughs> but you know, got yeah, a little look, mississippi bloodhound in him look man like with Reese and domi and bertuzzi like yeah there's like that is exactly what he what he did bring in so you know yeah. uh, anyway um but marner comes out and he says he makes the piss and vinegar he says all the new guys bring a little piss and vinegar which is nice and he was getting asked about like you know knowing that Reeves is on the bench or whatever, like if he, if it will make guys play a different way and whatever. And he kind of was like skirted around it, but ultimately he kind of did say like, well, yeah, probably like, you know, like knowing that we have a basically the toughest guy in the league that, you know, people aren't probably going to take shots at us, but some people yeah. probably still will. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, you know, he, he can't be on the ice all the time. But I think uh, I forget where I heard this, but I heard someone and it was a perfect analogy of what Ryan Reeves bring. I think it was noodles who said this. And maybe you heard it, but basically he's like, it's like having a cop sitting at the side of the highway. Of course. He's like, you, you're still going to do your driving, but you're going to slow down a little bit and you're going to think twice because you see the cop is there. That's kind of what Ryan Reeves is going to bring to, to the Leafs, but he's not going to play all the time. I don't even know if he'll play every game. Like, will he be a hell of a scratch? I don't you think, I think they're going to really ride him out he's, he's as much? Him for three years. Like, that's true. That's not true. even league minimum, like one when you, three or whatever. Dude, th he's playing. He's playing when you get into sure. the playoffs, like you've got to give up a roster spot for him, depending on what they do with the trade deadline and how they boost the team and everything. You've got to give up a roster spot to put him there. And then like, if you're only going to play him four minutes, three minutes in hopes that maybe he might fight someone or just to have him there as a policeman on the bench. I don't know. It seems That's the me, one thing, right? It seems to me like tree living has some new ideas floating around here, and we're going to get to that in a second. But I think that how much he's going to be in, in Keith's ear, as opposed to like Dubis in the past, whatever. Like I think Keith or I think tree living wants a different look here as much as possible, and I think that includes includes Reeves. I think he's a regular season every nighter. And I would not be surprised if Tree Living wants him in the lineup in the playoffs. Maybe not. Are Maybe you saying not. that Tree Living is going to have Keith's like he's going to influence the lineup card? I think so. Yeah. Mm. I don't I like that. So. I don't like that. Well, I think that uh, like general manager gives you the players, the coach does the coaching. I think that it's going to be like he's Tree Living's the new guy in town. He just gave the extension to Keith. Yeah, Keith's going to coach the teams and like and whatever. But like in and out of the lineup and whatever, I think there will, I think there will be influence there on Tree Living. Like, is he ultimately going to say like you have to play Reeves? I don't know. Maybe, but no, but he can do like Kyle Dubas did to Mike Babcock when he started taking away all his toys. Right. You remember that? 
Remember, right. he'd play like this. He'd play the stupidest people. Yeah. So much and healthy scratch, and then he could do something like that. Like if Tree Living only gives him snat to work with, then you're gonna have to put some snat together, yeah, right? Anyway, I see Reeves being an everydayer in the playoffs. We'll see. I would not be surprised if if Tree Living wants him in there in the playoffs. We'll yeah. see. Um, but I'm sure he wants him in there. It's just if he's not getting on the ice. I no, I, I know, but just the fact that he's there, right? That he could be put on he the could. ice. But isn't it nice, though, to see, like, on opening day, like, no Geno Malgans floating around and stuff like this? Like, they, it does have a different look to it, right? It like, did. Did you see the uh, Domi and Reeves just having a scrum? Yeah, I did. And, yeah. and I, I like that. I oh, like yeah. Just like you said, like, day one, and they were really giving it to each other. A little different feel, a little different look. It wasn't just floating around soft passes kind of thing they were trying man like mitch marner said a little piss and vinegar love that so a couple things from Kiefer. i'm going to throw right to you here plans yeah. to start Nylander at center and also he was asked about austin matthews killing penalties he said he will give that a look in the preseason but no guarantees going forward no guarantees he said with Nylander going forward either but he's going to have austin kill penalties in the preseason and he's going to have willie start at center to start the preseason what do you think on both of those um things? i'm not completely sold on, i'll start with Nylander. i'm not completely sold with willie playing center but i'm also not going to shit on it until i see it like i've seen it in the past but this is a different kneelander and i i kind of want to see what he can bring to it um but i'm not he doesn't strike me i a centerman really has to get up and down the ice like a centerman's got to come back all the way he's gotten better at that though he's do you got, know yeah he has but he has a tendency to take shifts off and float so yeah, i'm not sold on it but again i won't shit on it until i see it and i could fall in love with willie at third line center austin matthews killing oh i don't least. hang on hang on one second there third line center i that's not where that i oh you think okay. it'd be second line center yeah all right well either way until i see it i'm not gonna we'll, really we'll get we'll get into it. that in the line combinations yeah. go go ahead but matthews killing penalties love it i love it what i hate is at the end of a penalty kill when you can't get the guys on the ice to turn around and score. So they've just played their offensive players for two minutes. Now they're going to put out some other guys, some third line, fourth line guys. That's usually how it works. And you're trying to get Matthews out, but you just can't get the change right there. Put Matthews out for the last 20 seconds, 30 seconds of the penalty kill. When the penalty's over, he's already on the ice. He's already going against either a tired group or guys of lesser skill i love it i love when I, this is this is the type of stuff that i love to see i i like that as well and keith did say though he's like you know austin's so good five, at five on five play that he's hesitant to have him killing penalties but what you just said there have him you don't have to have him on to start you know no, they no. got they've got camp they've got marner still they they did lose some guys that are normal penalty killers but they'll figure they'll figure that out here but i i like that to have austin on for the last 30 seconds whatever like you said 20 seconds so that when the penalty expires he's like already out there he's ready to go i'm, I'm not opposed to it the injury factor blocking shots and stuff like that potentially would deter me a little bit from just because of his history but yeah uh, for sure there's there is downfalls to it uh getting injured is one of them and also if he is killing if he's not very good at killing penalties you could 
you can get scored on. He's a good two-way player, though. But like I, I think, yeah, I think he's good enough defensively. I just like it because a lot of times at the end of the at the end of a penalty kill, you usually get a hold of the puck and the other team's tired and they're trying to get a change or something's going on. Sure. And you've got like well, sometimes they have Marner or whatever out there. They have some offensive player. But if you add Matthews to that, you can make a quick turn and just try and, you know, you you don't have to score, but you can turn the tide right after the penalty back into their zone. So I totally like agree. it. I really like it. And just so I, I agree, I think, like, let's give a look at it here. Like, it's been a long time, and they haven't had him doing kill penalties his entire career. So yeah, let's, Try something new. You haven't won a cup. New. Try anything. Try try something new. And really uh, he – so and my thoughts on the Nylander thing is that I like it because I am not a big fan of Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander all playing together in any combination of whatever. It has just not worked, and they've gone back to it time and time and time again, and it just has not worked. It, in the regular season, sure, it works on a Tuesday night, yeah, but in, in April and May, it just really hasn't worked when you've had those guys together. So – to have Willie potentially at center with his own line and JT at center with his own line, and then that would make Camp your fourth line center. I like it, man. Spread it out. Spread it out. I have no problem with that. That's whether what she said. Whether it's spread it out, baby. Whether it will last or not remains to be seen with Keith. Like the blender gets once he gets the blender going, like he's all over the place. I, right? And that if yeah, that that's something that I hope Keith has worked on. Like I love that he's willing to make changes during the game and stuff, but he needs to rope it in a little bit. Okay. Well he did say about Nylander, he said, I'm not just doing this for a period here or a shift. He's like, I'm basically gonna run it through the, the preseason, give it an extended look and make a decision after that. So yeah, I, I hope I, I can't wait to see it. Let it yeah let it let it have let it marinate. What, let it marinate. There you go. Let it marinate for a bit and see. See. Uh, let it soak. That's right. Give it yeah. a nice, deep, long soak yeah. and and see how it looks at the end. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I like it. I'm excited about that just because it does give it a different look. So and you can you can move JT to the wing if you want, but why not go Matthews, Nylander, Tavares in whatever combination you want there, and then Camp yeah. and, and away you go. And you got you know I know JT is making the 11 million, but Think of the ice time, like if JT's on the third line and he's getting better matchups every night, like it might help him produce more the getting easier matchups as he's getting yeah. gets older. I, I don't know. I I'm in I'm a I'm a fan of it. I like it. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm not sold on it because of his tendency to take nights off, but Willie, I, I, about it. yeah, well, with Willie, but I can't wait to see it. And you're right, John Tavares is he's he's definitely golfing on the back nine right now. He's teeing it up on the back nine, so you don't know what you're going to get out of JT. Are you going to get you know three? Are you going to get a better JT or is like? Do you think JT? Do you think? Do you think there's a chance that he kind of proves everybody wrong this season? I mean, a lot of people talking. He's too old. Contract's too big. Oh. He's got to go to the wing. Do you oh, think the maybe contract's he goes, too big? But... Okay, the contract's too big. But do you think maybe he comes out and as a second line center just has a hell of a season where we're all like, whoa, like yeah, one I of would. the best second line centers in the NHL kind of season? Wouldn't surprise me. He he said in his opening day presser media availability yesterday that he I don't know if you caught this, but he said that he's really been working on his skating the last two summers um Good. so and he said that he has seen like significant improvement in his skating now i don't know how much you, he's not a great skater so i don't know how much 
um he's not fast like that's what not that he's not a great skater but he's not he doesn't have a lot of speed right yeah he's so, not he's not like today's nhl no so but he says he's spent the last two summers working on his skating and this summer he felt like he made significant strides now i haven't seen him in game action i guess we'll see coming up this weekend or next week yeah but uh that's that that could be a significant thing if he can improve like i don't know can guys get quicker as as when you're at that age uh, anything anything in life man anything in life that you practice at and work at i don't care what age you are or what you're doing if you put in the work if you put in the effort you can change you can get better at anything yeah and he strikes me as a type of person he like he just strikes me as a determined fucker oh yeah you know like where i think a lot of guys might you know they may take a few weeks maybe six seven eight weeks in the summer go to the cottage and then be like all right i got three weeks till training camp it's time to start going for a jog and getting on the ice and doing whatever i i could see him being like i am going to really really work on this and get better and do it and prove everybody wrong he has that in him yeah for sure so like i i could see a big season from a bunch of these guys and and it just it should be interesting to see what happens here so anything else before maybe we go home on the group a and group or group one and group two i'm not going to go over group three just the the top two groups that are going to basically be seeing game action here line combination anything else before we go to that to wrap it up uh no go ahead let's go into uh group group one yeah so group Group one one today we got Bertuzzi on the wing with Matthews and Marner. Not a big surprise there. We kind of thought that that might be Everybody whatever. So I'll go through it and then we can, and then you can talk about it, whatever. Yep. Second line in group one was Tavares in the middle with Nyes and Lafferty. Interesting. And when I get into group two here, we'll go a little further. Third line was Gambrell, not gabriel shout out michaela though but unfortunately not peter gabriel but gambrell with alex steves and her vinen on the other side and then the fourth line was minton fraser minton in the middle with kyle clifford and a couple other guys on the other wing ellis whatever d pairs mccabe and klingberg we kind of pegged that like giordano lilligren kind of pegged that and then the other two d pairs whatever guys aren't in the mix there and then they got samson off uh, Petrozelli and Hill to be in net. That's group one. Do you want to talk about what your thoughts are there? And then we'll go to group two. Um, yeah. I mean, it's Tavares with Nyes and Lafferty is the one that stands out there for me. Yeah. I mean, the, the Matthews, Marner, Bertuzzi, we all kind of, we knew that was going to get a look. We knew that was going to get a look. That's probably going to start the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're really, uh, Bertuzzi is like, He's an upgrade for Matthew. He's an upgrade over Bunting for Matthew oh, yeah. and Marner. So he sure. should have... you said a great, you said a great the the other podcast, maybe on the last podcast, whenever that you know Michael Bunting basically like played with Matthews and Marner, got himself a big contract or whatever, and imagine what Bertuzzi can do. Like Mike, they made Michael Bunting like a twenty five goal scorer almost. Yeah. Like oh, imagine yeah. what Bertuzzi could do on this line. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it, or even so... Domi if he got up there for a few shifts. No, for sure. And so there's not, you know, like I was going to, I thought it was going to be interesting to see like who Keith was going to start like Tavares and Nylander with when he said they were going to kind of center their own lines. So Nyes and Lafferty, I, I see a lot of spreading it out here. Like JT, yeah. when JT did. Nyes might Nyes, be there. 
when when Nyes played with JT and Willie for a bit in the playoffs, like it was decent. Like Nyes looks like he could fit there, but is that the third line? Is that the second line? Because of Lafferty, I would think it's the potential to be a third line, but who knows? Um, anyway, the D pairs, there's nothing else really there. I'll go to group two. So the group two lines today were Nylander in the middle of Domi and Yarncroc. So I guess you could pick your poison there. Was does, is that JT line potentially the second line, or is the Nylander line potentially the second line, or are they kind of both like the second line and they're just going to alternate? Yeah, I think uh, JT will probably be the second line center. I think what you're going to see is they're just getting a feel for those guys playing center, and the wingers are going to change over. This isn't anything set in stone. There's no way Lafferty's up on the second line. Or well, but if that's if that's the plans to be the third line. Maybe, maybe it'll change. I mean, that's what happens. It, it'll change. But it, my it's first look here is like, I kind of like, I kind of like it. Like he's really spreading it here. Big it's time. A, and you should in the preseason, you should spread it as far as you can spread it. You should see spread as eagle. much as you can. You know, 100%. Oh, you, know you know, when you spread it so wide that you could see everything. That's what you want. It's the best way to do it, man. It's the only way I know how to do it. But yeah. so they got they got a second line in group two of Holmberg in the middle with Robertson and Abruzzi. I can't something like that. I can't, with that one. I've, how do you pronounce that guy? I name? just call him AB. AB. Camp with here's an interesting one because this could be the potential fourth line. So the PTO, yeah. the guy coming in on the PTO, Gregor. I kind of like that last name, Gregor. Yeah, Gregor was on the wing with Camp and Camp and Reeves. Don't love that, but anyway, whatever. And then they had a fourth line of Easton Cowan, the latest draft pick with Slavin and a couple other rookies on the other side. Yep. Riley Brody on the back end, Kokkinen and Nemeli or Nimala. Yeah. Um, Connor Timmins was like down the lineup here on the back end. Um, and then Wall and Jones are the goaltenders in group two. Any standouts for you there? No, like you said, I think they're just spreading it out, getting a look at it. Looks like they're really spreading it though. Oh, like, they are spreading it huge. Like nothing, I said, nothing super loaded up, like Domi with Nylander and Yarncroc, Tavares with Nyes, and that Lashley. Like, that's interesting though, man. Like, you know, they're gonna do this for a bit and then. The team like it's going to get smaller, and you're going to start to see more of the line combinations. And then when they start to play actual preseason games leading up to the regular season, you're going to see more of the the lines that Keith wants. But right now, he's just he's laying it down, he's spreading it out, he's yes. just he's getting an angle on where he's going to get in there, and work on uh you know work on his game, work on the game. We were talking last podcast about uh, the. Yes, that, but the prospect camp as well. And Keith, yeah. Keith did say today that he was very impressed. He thought the standouts for him today were some of the young guys. And he specifically mentioned Nyes, Easton Cowan, and Fraser Minton. Um, so, you know, like those guys can't, Nyes is going to get a spot. Easton Cowan yeah. is going back to the London Knights, and Fraser Minton is not, like, I cannot see it. I just can't see it. Not, no, it's too but. Early. I mean, the cupboard's pretty bare in Toronto. Yeah, so anything nice. you can put sure. in there, good. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, other than that, man, I mean, it just should be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah. I'll, I'll, one one more thing I will say, they they released a picture, goalie mask here, they released a picture of Martin Jones' goalie mask. Did you see it? No. Oh, 
God, it's fucking incredible. I sh- I didn't. I, I gotta didn't, look it up. Didn't have it prepared to go. It's a throwback to the ten, what he thought was the most, the ten classic Leafs goalie masks of all time. So he's got a little Cujo mask on there, a little Belfour mask on there, Palmateer. He's got like all these Potvin. Like it's it's a cool cool design, a really cool looking mask. I don't know if you're gonna be able to find it or not. It was on their Facebook page. Um, under pictures if i don't know if you're going to be able to find it or not but oh yeah i found it here it's a cool looking mask man. yeah it's, it's really cool you're right like he's just got all the little like 10 like little helmets like five on each side and then a couple big leaves or whatever cool looking mask so i think it's going to be interesting man joseph wall and martin jones like it's is it a for sure lock there do you think with joseph wall getting that backup spot or do you think that if jones outplays him like i'm just putting up the mask so people can have a look at it on youtube but that's yeah. kind of both sides of it you can kind of see eddie the eagle you yeah see the eddie Cujo the in the back you can yeah. see palmateer yeah that's a really good on him yeah that's an awesome looking mask i love that that's probably that's one of my favorite least masks i've seen in, in quite a while really cool looking um but anyway what just what are your final thoughts there on on how do you think that breaks down like what what if jones outplays wall and camp what do you do doesn't matter doesn't matter well you like you have to clear waivers to go you're not going to lose joseph wall on waivers you're just not going to lose him so you got to take the chance like martin jones knows that you got to take a chance go down there now somebody's somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna get hurt martin jones is going to like if he passes waivers because let's be honest, the Leafs don't have a great track record of trying to get goalies through the waiver wire. No, no. But if he does, he will play for the Leafs at some point this year. I mean, Samsonov's sure. going to get hurt. Wall's yeah. going to something's going to happen. He's going to play. Of course, of course. Yeah. So. But yeah, you. I mean, there's just no way that you put, take the chance of losing Joseph Wall. It's one thing if Martin Jones gets picked up. It's another thing if you lose Joseph Wall because you don't know what he's going to be. Like yeah, he, no, I think he would get picked up in a heartbeat. So. Oh well, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I just, I just think it's interesting if like he does struggle in training camp and and Jones outplays him. I, I guess you don't have any choice. So I, I agree. I think the only way that you see, I think they keep Wall no matter what. You don't want another Garrett Sparks situation. Oh God, God no. But uh, I think the only way you see Jones is if there's an injury and then, and which likely yeah. he will see some action with the Leafs this year. But, uh, anything else, Chad? There no, I don't, I don't on for this evening. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, I'm ready to go. It was really nice to have everyone back. Um, watching the press conferences kind of got me a little excited, but not, not so much the players cause they give the same answers every time, but just watching Keith and tree living do theirs. Yeah. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready for this to start because you know how you get so into summer that you kind of like, man, whatever. Our hockey can start when it starts, but then it gets yeah. a little cool out. You start yeah. getting it on TV and talking about it all yeah. the time, and you're like, I'm ready, man. No, I'm feeling it now. I'm, I'm ready. glad. I'm glad things are, are are starting back up. So Wednesday, or sorry, Wednesday night now they play their first preseason it's game Thursday on night now or Thursday night. I'm confused. I think I might have said Wednesday off the top too. Anyway, Thursday night. It's okay, Thursday, Thursday night. night. Thursday night, uh, they play their first preseason game on Sunday afternoon against the Ottawa Senators at 2 p.m. We will be back Sunday night to do another little pod and see what if they go with group one or group two. I imagine they're going to keep those groups like for playing games, like yeah. alternate them. Do you not think? Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. So, yeah. Start out. yeah, we'll be back. We'll be going over. We'll be back. 
every few days here back in, in the, the swing now back in, in the, the preseason now. just getting things going talking about the blue and white and then getting ready for opening night that's right can't wait anyway yeah. for the tip in maple leafs podcast don't forget to follow us on social media at the tip in maple leafs podcast on facebook and instagram and youtube as well and if you're on youtube hit subscribe hit like um, if you're listening to the Tip in Maple Leafs podcast now and you used to listen to us on the Sick Podcast Leafs, go unsubscribe from the Sick Podcast Leafs channel Big and time. subscribe to the Tip in Maple Leafs channel because you don't want to get both. We have nothing to do with that one anymore. No. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at the uh, at the Tip in, I was going to say the Sick at the Tip in Podcast at the Tip in Podcast on Twitter and email us tipinpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Chad. I'm Dale. We will. Yeah, guys, if you're listening on the audio version, please leave us a five star review. It really helps us out. Like Chad said, thumb up this video if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are going to be bringing you the best Leafs content all season long, guaranteed, or your money back. All right, guys, we'll see you. Sunday after the first preseason game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh boy, can't wait. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Let's get this puppy fired up. We'll catch you guys later. Catch you later.